In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. These are the first words and the last words that we need to hear today. For all our hope is contained and found in them. If they were not true, then, as St. Paul says, our faith would be vain. But the Lord Jesus is faithful and true, and his words are to us a sure and steadfast anchor. They are the rock on which we build the house of our hope, that when the rain descends and the floods come and the winds blow and beat upon us, we might not fall, because our hope is founded upon a rock. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus says. We need to hear these words at all times and in all places, but especially here and now, in this time of the virus, when our normal way of life has been disrupted, when much that seemed stable and secure is slipping and sliding and will not stay in place, will not stay still. At such a time, we need especially to hear these words of our Lord, I am the resurrection and the life because they show us solid ground, show us where we can stand secure among the sundry and manifold changes of the world, show us where true joys are to be found. Sometimes these past few weeks, it's been tempting to think that everything has been turned upside down. But I think it might be better to say that this time of the virus has revealed the truth about this world, namely, that it is already wrong side up. That is, since Adam's fall, this world has always been a place characterized by change and chances, by the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to, a place where moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, where minds and bodies are subject to sin and death, a veil of tears, a place where there is no lasting happiness, where true joys are not found within the bounds of this fallen world. The collect today speaks of these true joys. What are they, and where can we find them? True joys are those which cannot suffer loss or diminishment, which cannot be taken away. Jesus speaks of them when he says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now in heaven, God himself is the reward of the blessed. And so when our Lord says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, it carries the same sense as if he were to say, Find your true joy in me. Set your hope upon me. Find your freedom in serving me. Delight yourself in the Lord, says the psalmist, and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
Listen to how St. Augustine once put it in a prayer. He prays, There is a delight which is given to those who worship you for no reward save the joy you yourself are to them. That is the authentic happy life, to set one's joy on you, grounded in you and caused by you. That is the real thing, and there is no other. I am the resurrection and the life, saith the Lord. All our hope is found in him who died and was buried and rose again for us. Through his death and resurrection, he has delivered us from the power of sin and death. For as St. Paul teaches, we know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And as the risen Jesus himself says in the revelation of St. John the Divine, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Through his resurrection and his death, he has liberated us from the power of sin and death. And by his gracious gift, he unites us to himself, that we might share in his victory. Do you not know, says St. Paul, that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. By God's gracious gift, we are united to the crucified and risen Jesus, that we might know him and the power of his resurrection, that the power of his resurrection might become manifest in our lives. And as St. Paul teaches in the passage we just read, it does so in at least two ways. Most obviously, in the resurrection of the body, at the end of all things, of which Paul speaks in terms of being united with Christ in a resurrection like his. But also, even now, the power of the resurrection of Christ Jesus is at work in us, transforming us that we might walk in newness of life, as St. Paul says. The biblical scholar Michael Gorman suggests that we think of this twofold participation in Christ's resurrection as moral transformation in this life of the body now and actual transformation of the body in the future as our liberation from sin now and from death later. Both senses of participating in Christ's resurrection can be seen in today's gospel story of the raising of Lazarus. It's most obviously a story that demonstrates the power of Christ to overcome death and the grave. Lazarus coming out of the tomb after having laid there for four days is a glimpse of the general resurrection on the last day. In the fifth century, Peter Chrysologos said that the story gives us a sip of the resurrection with Lazarus offering a toast. And it's an anticipation of the last day on which we hope to drink the whole draft of the resurrection. 
I like that idea of it being a sip. And it's a sip we would do well to take frequently, especially at a time when the shortness and uncertainty of life is particularly evident, that we might retain a lively sense of our sure and certain hope of the resurrection unto eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose coming in glorious majesty to judge the world, the earth and the sea shall give up their dead, and the corruptible bodies of those who sleep in him shall be changed and made like unto his own glorious body, according to the mighty working whereby he is able to subdue all things unto himself. Those are lines that we say at the graveside when we bury the dead, and the lines that we do well to cling to because they speak of the hope of the resurrection. The raising of Lazarus is also a story about the transforming power of Christ's resurrection to raise us, even now, from the death of sin. And following the church fathers, we can say that the dead Lazarus stands for us, for sinful humanity. He is a figure of what sin leads to. For the wages of sin is death, as St. Paul says. Sin leads to death, not merely in the physical sense, but as one commentator puts it, death as the abiding separation from God that makes physical death eternal, the complete ruin of human existence. So Lazarus, dead in the tomb, embodies the human condition under bondage to sin. When Christ calls to him, Lazarus, come forth, he demonstrates his power to release us from the bondage of sin and to transform us that we might walk in newness of life. St. Augustine saw Lazarus bound in his tomb as standing especially for those who are enslaved to habitual sin, those on whom a mass of sinful habits presses down, who cannot get free, cannot do away with their, unha- with their own habits and despair of doing so. Augustine says, he who consents to sin is buried Yet the power of Christ is able to raise that one as well. In other words, the words that Jesus speaks concerning Lazarus, he also speaks concerning each of us. Loose him and let him go, he says. He says that to Lazarus. He says it to you and uh, to me. This is just what we asked for when at the beginning of Lent, We asked God to loose us, that we might walk in newness of life. Receive our humble petitions, we prayed. And though we be tied and bound up with the chain of our sins, yet let the pitifulness of thy great mercy loose us. For the honor of Jesus Christ, our mediator and advocate. May we ever place our entire hope in him who says truly, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. 
God be with you.